Hello, everybody. Welcome to LettermanRoad.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham. This is Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast, brought to you by Buyers Auto. If you're looking for an auto, head to BuyersAuto.com. If you're looking for Ohio State Recruiting Stuff, stay right here. Myself, Zach Carpenter, and Spencer Holbrook will be breaking down what we think are the biggest visitors heading to Ohio State for the Buckeyes' big home game against Penn State this weekend. Let's get to it. We're back. I'm back. Spencer's back. And uh, Zach's back. Spencer is back. And I know everyone misses him. Spencer, how are you? Are you uh, happy to be back talking stuff? Hashtag. Sure. Yeah, it's been great. Um, but, you know, you guys you guys can, are beginning to do your thing and gain some chemistry together. I don't need to be here every time. You, know, wow. you guys can handle it. I didn't miss him at all. I'm not sure I believe you, though, Spencer. I don't feel like uh, really, yeah, I don't really, you didn't really sell me on that. Anyway, talking about selling, it's time for the biggest recruiting weekend of the season for Ohio State. And we're going to try, folks, to go class by class, break down the visitors uh, as we have them. And understand, as always, these lists are tentative. Even if a kid says he's 100% confirmed, it's tentative until he arrives. So that's the way college football we need works. To, I think we need to, like, add a tag for every story we do. Like, we are Letterman Row is not liable for the, yeah. the teenagers who do not show up for these games who told us they're going to show up for these games. Right. I mean, they got to travel across the country, and they got to get up early and drive across – storms and all those things that are happening so and some of them can't find rides berm yeah christian miller so let's i guess that's a good place to start um from what we talked about on tuesday night's show with zach and andrew christian miller and shamar stewart who we mentioned as part of the defensive line group that was expected neither one of those two are coming to town uh both of them in the class of 2022 so we can take them off uh, but that doesn't mean that the class of 2022 doesn't have some real uh, impactful players coming into town, including Zach Spencer, 13 of Ohio State's 16 commitments. And why is that important, Spencer, to have everyone together? That's like a big Buckeye bash. Zach and I were talking about what to name it, and I think we came up with Buckeye bash 2.5. I don't think this is quite the 3.0. Um, maybe that how happens. Did, how long did it take you guys to come up with it? Oh, I wanted the Buckeye bash one and a half, like the Lion King one and a half. And then Spencer and I had a peace offering because we both like that movie. So now the, the fight's off for now. The paper fight. It did take a couple of minutes to come up with that name, but there are there's there's a lot of headliners in here from this 2022 class, and I think it's important that all the commits come together with the biggest names still on the board for the Buckeyes because you know it's one thing to do it in June when uh, recruiting opens back up and everybody's just excited, but that that steam kind of seems to be settling down from when the summer happen and so I think to get you know guys like Caden Curry, Hero Canoe, Amari Avor like around the commits and make sure they know like what the vibe is with this entire class you know Xavier Wampa, Zion Branch even the offensive linemen like you got to know who you're going to be playing with and who you're going to be in the locker room with and I think this is a huge turning point for the Buckeyes class like this this could decide whether you have a top two or three class or you know a top five class because of the, the commits are going to play such a huge role, especially with being a big game, big game atmosphere. These coaches don't have time to talk to them. So the peer-to-peer recruiting is going to be even more important this week. And I think that's why you see 13 of the 16 commits. It's just so important to get those guys here. So Zach, three of the six commit or three of the 16 commitments are not going to be there. Who are they? Kenyatta Jackson, Terrence Brooks, and uh, we just say a second ago, Terrence Brooks. Ben, Bennett Christian was the third. Bennett Christian. Ben, I thought it was looking, it was lining up like he was going to get here, but he was here for the Maryland game a couple of weeks ago and um, was able to, was able to put it in his own peer recruiting on guys like AJ Harris. So at least he got that yeah. one. Yeah. AJ, I think, uh, or I'm sorry, Bennett uh, has like a, someone in his family graduating from an ROTC or something, and he's going to be 
um, unavailable because of that. Um, his brother is graduating from the National Guard this weekend, so he's not going to be there for that. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you have 13 of the 16 commitments, and as Spencer alluded to, not just a couple of the biggest names in, uh, remaining in the class of 2022 for Ohio State, but literally every single top defensive target is coming back for this weekend. It is the first visit for Jimmy Rolder, the linebacker from Illinois, who has become one of the hottest recruits in the country in the last three weeks. And that one's an important one to watch for Ohio State. They really, really like him. Heard some comparisons to Pete Warner uh, on Rolder. And, and if that's the case, then certainly nothing to scoff at there just because he's a kid who didn't have an offer a month ago. Um, but ultimately, this is about the defensive line and the secondary. Having Xavier Wampa, Zion Branch together again with Kai Stokes. Having Caden Curry, Hero Canoe, Omari Abor uh, all together and, and having them to really get an opportunity to work alongside um, CJ Hicks and Gabe Powers and just to kind of get familiar. Uh, and then you have the kind of the wild card guys, right? I mean, Marvin Jones Jr., the number one ranked player in the country, according to On Three Sports. Like, if you have just a shot, that's really all it takes with Larry Johnson. It's just one real connection to happen. And, and you know, at six foot five, 250 pounds, I'm not personally as high on Marvin Jones Jr. as the on three rankings are. I think he's obviously a very good player and, and nice, you know, family legacy as a Florida State kid. Um, six five, 250, if that's the starting point, you can you can work with that if you're Larry Johnson. Yeah, Absolutely. and like, like we had talked about um, on the last episode, he, Mar Larry Johnson always seems to have like that one guy he's working in the shadows. So I guess even though I think we've all been kind of uh, selling the idea that Marvin Jones Jr. could be a realistic option with Larry Johnson, the defensive lineman is kind of one of those positions where you, you never know for sure uh, whether or not whether or not they're going to be um, whether where they are on the board uh, regardless. So it, it was kind of funny to me looking through the list, uh, like through through the offers, other than Christian Miller not being here and obviously Chris McClellan, there's really offensive or defensive. There's not really a target, a main target left in the 2022 class that is not going to be, or is not expected to be on campus. I mean, obviously yeah. there's a night white, but I think the Buckeyes kind of fell out of the mix for him. That was, that was um, off. Yeah. And then on offense, the only, the only position left to recruit is offensive linemen. So if Ernest and, and the two, and the two guys that they're going after the most are going to be there in Ernest Green and, and Carson Hinsman. So your point is valid. I mean, this is what the Buckeyes have done. They, they, they've taken such a, a, a sniper approach to recruiting this season. And because they've been so focused on fit as opposed to just this broader scope of, of trying to find guys. And if you look at it on, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, as you said, Carson Hinsman and Ernest Green, they will take both of those guys if they both want in, but um, Cam Dewberry, that that's over as far as Ohio state's concerned. Eni white, that's over as far as Ohio state's concerned. Uh, and, and so now you really look at it other than maybe Carson Tabaracci, the linebacker from Utah, who's expected to take an official visit for the Michigan state game. Like that's, this is it. This is the weekend. I mean, so it's hard to underscore the importance uh, or to understate the importance. So you have four official visitors in hero canoe, um, Ernest green, uh, Marvin Jones jr. And then Caleb Brown, Ohio state commitment, the wide receiver. So that that's the group that'll be there the longest. Um, but, you know, guys, this is this is the weekend for the class of 2022 to figure out, as Spencer said, right now, they believe it or not, folks, Ohio State's still number four in the country in the class of 2022 with the rankings, despite only having 16 uh, kids committed and despite losing Quinn Ewers, despite losing Jaheim Singletary. Like this is a class that 
was on its way to being a record-setting class. Uh, and it, it has slowed down as the Buckeyes have parsed down numbers. But if you go out there and you seal the deal with Caden Curry, with Hero Canoe, with Omari Abor, and, and Xavier Wampa and Zion Branch, all of a sudden, you're looking at a much, much different class moving forward. I personally believe that this is already because, you know, I've actually with with covering the team and it being the fall and, you know, we got Zach now on board at Letterman Row. So you know, I can kind of take a backseat as far as recruiting grow, goes. and I've been focused more on the team. But like to me and I think Austin would agree with this. When you look at the way they're building this class, it looks like a national championship level class. I mean, you've got depth at offensive line. You've got you know, depth and, uh, you know, the five-star pedigree at linebacker wide receiver is taking care of itself. You've got the running back you, you need. The secondary looks to be shaping up pretty well. I think you're, I'm of the opinion that you're going to get at least one, if not both of Xavier Wampa and Zion Branch, like the level of recruiting right now at Ohio state, it may not finish with the number one class because it's not going to take 38,000 kids like the sec schools do, but you, you're looking at a national championship level class if you stack it on with what they did in 2020 and 2021 and what they're going to do in 2023. This class is very, very talented. And I think, like you said, Berm, to have it, excuse me, to have a late October night where guys from all over the country, it's going to be chilly, but it's not going to be November cold where guys get turned off by it. It's going to be a rocking environment that we haven't seen at Ohio State for a long time because you don't get a lot of these big night games anymore because of what Fox does with Big Noon, to have the alternate uniforms, to have everything that's going on and to potentially have a party with the way Ohio State could blow the doors off of Penn State, you know, potentially, uh, it all sets up. It's almost a perfect storm of recruiting. And I think uh, I'm paying attention more to what happens in the aftermath of this weekend rather than what happens on the weekend in general. I think that you could see three or four guys commit based on this weekend. I think it's that kind of, of level of, of weekend for the Buckeyes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Go ahead, Zach. So I, I had two questions uh, that I wanted to ask you guys about this 2022 class before we wrap up. Um, but before that, uh, real quick, just to, uh, to um, hit on Spencer's point again, I think there's a lot of disappointment, uh, at least a little bit of disappointment for fans um, because the 2021 class was seven, five stars is, I mean, one of the best recruiting classes of all time. And there was a point in time where 2022 cycle seemed like it was going to compete with that 2021 class as far as point totals, five stars go. And we've seen that dip a little bit, but it's not going to have, it may not have the like the star power at the top of the five-star prospects and all that. But when we look at the list of guys still left on the board, this could, I mean, they could compete for, a top two uh, finish all time for Ohio State as far as the average player rating goes. I know we're thinking 20, 21 uh, signees in the class, and uh, we, we could see it ascend as one of the top uh, top signing classes in Buckeyes history as far as that goes. Yeah, anyway. I, yeah, I think you're right. It's just funny how people's perspective is because if you look at it, if they finish with Xavier Wampa and somehow Marvin Jones ends up in the class and that, you know, all of a sudden, and maybe who knows what happens with Drew Aller down the road, like, oh, that would only be five, five stars in this class. And that's disappointing. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just a weird, it's just a weird world. And I know everyone wants like, you know, it's the, the, the girl from, uh, you know, uh, Willy Wonka. I want it now. Everyone wants it now. But like, that's just not, what's her name? Violet? Violet. 
You're turning violent, Violet. You said, well, you said I want it now. I was thinking J.G. Wentworth. Not a sponsor. J.G. Wentworth, not a sponsor. <laughs> Fires Auto right, yeah, is, however. That. Fires <laughs> Auto is a sponsor, and we're talking stuff. And now let's move to the class of 2023. Uh, if there's a... If there's a star group in this class or in, that's coming to Ohio State this weekend, it's the offensive side of the ball in the class of 2023. There are some flat-out studs. Uh, we, I don't know if we're going to have time to go through all of them, but Zach, why don't you run us through the, you know, the big ones? Uh, yeah, obviously, um, Richard Young, I would have him. He's a five-star running back who, uh, when we did the list a couple weeks ago with me, Berm, and Andrew, he was, uh, he was one of the top – Three or four. Yeah, he was he was number one, other than Sonny Styles on everyone's list. Yeah, um, and I think Ohio State's in a great position with, with him. Tony Alford's putting in some work. Travion Henderson's putting in some work there, so I think they're in a good position there. You got Dante Morritt, who I believe is the lone quarterback target visiting this weekend. Justice Haynes, another five-star, borderline five-star running back. Wiltrell Hartson is a is a, an in-state running back. Uh, from Maslin, who Ohio State's definitely in on. They're, they haven't offered yet, but I could see that happening down the road, especially if they want to bring in two running backs. And if Richard Young or Justice Haynes is the number one guy, then Will Charles Hartson would be an awesome second running back in that class. And then you have both re top receiver targets uh, in the 2023 class that Ohio State Ohio State's looking for a smaller receivers class in 2023 and Carnell Tate and Zachariah Branch. Their top two targets at the position are both going to be here. Obviously, Zachariah Branch is visiting with his brother Zion, and then Luke Montgomery and Josh Padilla on the offensive line, two of the two of the top targets uh, on offensive line in the class, and both in-state guys. Who do you guys think out of all those would be probably like the number one target uh, that that's coming in, in that class? I'm back and forth between Richard Young and Carnell Tate. Obviously, I think that those two have been proven. Uh, just by the attention Ohio State's paid to them, how many times they visited. This will be the third visit for each uh, in the last five months. I just think it's pretty clear those two are very high on Ohio State and that Ohio State has been all over them. And I think that from a uh, immediate standpoint, I, I think we're not far away from Zion Branch and Zachariah Branch making their college decision. And this sort of trip for, for that family is very important to make sure that they're comfortable with the distance from Las Vegas uh, and to, to get to know Brian Hartline a little bit for Zachariah. I know Matt Batmarns and Kerry Combs and Ryan Day pretty well from the official visit for, for Zion in June, but I think it's it's that group. I'm going to go a little off the radar. I'm not going to answer your questions. I'm going to keep this thing moving. Uh, I love it. Some, I love it. Some of the guys that I am kind of looking at, the guys that jumped off to me when, when we were at camps and and just, you know, you look at the tape, like Troy Bowles, was, was really impressive at camp. He'll be here. And, and that's, that's important for Ohio state. I think he's the kind of guy that you, you want your class to, to become a pitch man, to become a recruiting uh, almost coordinator at, for, on the defensive side. Jaden Osbury is a guy who's immensely talented. I think he's got superstar potential. And then one way off the radar guy that I'm actually happy to see visiting Chris Culliver from North Carolina is a six, two, six, three, 170, 180 pounds, uh, not as tall, I don't think, but he kind of moves like Ben Victor. He, he, he played both wide receiver and corner at camp. Uh, when we saw him, I talked to him after camp. He's a really nice kid, uh, really flying under the radar. I think he's, you know, a, a top 60 wide receiver in the class. But I also think he's just going to continue to rise because that size is hard to hard to teach. <laughs> you can't teach size and you can't teach speed. Uh, he moves really fluently. 
Uh, I actually thought he would end up being a safety, but he's a wide receiver now. And I think that is the kind of guy who, if you're looking for a small class of guys and, and you want maybe a depth wide receiver and not just taking five stars like Brian Hartline, you know, has become accustomed to, Chris Culliver is the kind of guy can really set the tone and become a, you know, one of those under the radar guys in this class. Just my opinion. I think he's a pretty talented kid that people should watch out for. Yeah, the, the entire, I mean, if you go top to bottom in the 2023 visitors coming into town, obviously it starts with Sonny Siles and, and Richard Young and, and Carnell Tate. But then if you look at the defensive line, Caden McDonald is a monster, six foot three, 325 pounder from Georgia, a teammate of Jordan Hancock's at uh, uh, Sewanee, the North Gwinnett High School. Uh, you have uh, Keith Sampson Jr. from North Carolina, who Ohio State is super high on this kid. He camped in the summer. He's one that I really think the Buckeyes are probably going. I feel like that's one they're going to win, and I don't know why necessarily. I just think that they've they've really dove in there uh, earlier than most. And, you know, I, I agree. I think from the linebacker perspective, if you have Sonny Styles and Jaden Osbury and Troy Bowles all on campus together, it's all about relationship building. And then in the secondary, Elliot Washington's returning for his second trip to Ohio State from Florida. Christian Gray coming in from St. Louis. I asked him on, on Thursday, hey, how much are you talking to Ohio State? And he said, every day, every all the time. And, uh, you know, these kids, the Buckeyes aren't bringing in kids that they're not interested in. And that's why even a, a kid like Chris Culliver, who flies under the radar and doesn't have an offer, is still important to watch. That's a kid Kevin Wilson's recruiting very hard down in North Carolina. And um, they're not, especially a weekend like this one, the Buckeyes are not going to bring in kids that they're not interested in. Uh, and Culliver is one of the handful of kids in North Carolina that they're they're still looking at. And, uh, it, it's going to be a really, really important weekend in the class of 2023. Anthony Brown, the Minnesota receiver commit from Springfield, Ohio, he'll be there as well. Um, but this weekend really is all about Luke Montgomery, Josh Padilla, Sonny Styles getting a chance to continue to grow that in-state bond and then get to really, really tighten their relationship with Richard Young, Justice Haynes. I, I honestly believe that Richard Young and Justice Haynes could end up in the same class. And I, I think uh, Ohio State could be that spot because they're going to take two running backs in that class. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility either um, for, for that to be the, the two class. And uh, But if, if they only get one or the other, I do, like I said a second ago to hammer at home, I think Will Trell Hartson, I think Berm and I were talking at when he camped at Ohio State, like he was one of the more impressive offensive players that we saw in his class this summer, especially from the state of Ohio. And to, to uh, bang on your point with uh, Montgomery and Padilla, it, it is starting to get to be that almost that time where that the, the Buckeyes need that in-state class leader in, uh, in the 2023 cycle to start building that, that class from within. And I know Ohio State's made a little bit of a push with Luke, like, hey, we want you in the class sooner than later. I'm sure it's the same way with Josh, where they need to start uh, they need to start branching out and sort of that from the uh, from Ohio out as uh, from inside out as as Ryan Dade uh, has has said in the past. Go, going to the twenty twenty four class, Berm, can you tell us a little bit more about there? There's three quarterbacks. There's three quarterbacks in the twenty twenty four class visiting, and Ryan Montgomery in the twenty twenty five class. Jaden Davis, Adrian Pose, and Dylan Rayola, if that's how you say his name, Dylan Ravioli. Can you tell us a little bit more? About him, I know he's a guy that you've been really high on. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We've completely buried the lead. Jaden Davis is visiting again. He's the was, best quarterback in the country, regardless of class right now. Every everybody he's, knows how high I am on Jaden Davis, so I was I had to have someone else come through and and. We've uh, buried the lead, folks. Twenty five minutes in, we've buried the lead. Go ahead, Berm. 
hello. Um, yes, uh, it's me, Berm. Uh, look, man, Dylan Rayola is a superstar. I'm going to be very clear. I, I, everyone knows that we're, I, I'm probably, if I had to be labeled, I'd be Team Jaden Davis. Uh, because I really think that what I saw out of him this summer was so much different than I've ever seen from a, a, a sophomore quarterback prospect visiting Ohio State. The maturity, the physical attributes, everything was just so much different. But Dylan Rayola is a really, really good quarterback. He's got NFL bloodlines. His father was, a, a, I think, a Remington Award winner at uh, Nebraska. Uh, this is a kid that is a super athletic kid. Zach, you'll love this. He actually got put on the Ohio state radar by Rob Sims, who oh, Dominic that, Rayola. So there's the, your G Scott connection. Yeah. That's because, what I was going to say. The CLG Scott. There we go. Because Dominic Rayola played with, uh, with Rob Sims in the NFL and Rob Sims reached out to Brian Hartline, according to uh, Rayola, who's who told me that, and that's how they got uh, linked up and started those conversations. So, you're talking another kid, six foot three, 200 pounds. He's in Texas. The kid plays high level competition. Really, really good quarterback. Has offers from everyone already Alabama, Georgia. The Georgia's the presupposed favorite here, but that's just because Georgia's the supposed favorite to land everyone in the country. So uh, I, I think these sort of visits, uh, Ohio State has not offered him. If they don't offer him after this weekend, I will be very, very, very surprised. Uh, and maybe that puts a, a touch more of a push on Jaden Davis and he's been here now, I think 56 times since June. Um, so it, it's clear that Jaden Davis is very high in Ohio state. It's clear the Buckeyes are very high on him, but they did offer Adrian Posey before they offered Jaden Davis. So it's not like the, these kids don't have uh, competition. Yes. And Sanjay. one, one thing to keep in mind, you know, everybody loves to recruit Texas. I don't think anybody loves to recruit Texas more than Corey Dennis and Brian Hartline. If they can find a quarterback in Texas. They're not going to be shy about it at all. And I think that's one thing to keep in mind. Jaden Davis, like we said, I think he's the best quarterback in the country. Maybe Cade Klubnik probably is, is better right now, but I think by the time, you know, Davis gets to be a senior, he'll be one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen uh, in, a, in a long time. Uh, but the bottom line is if Ohio State loves Jaden Davis, but at the same time, if you can go down to Texas and get a quarterback, especially with Corey Dennis as your quarterback's coach and Brian Hartland as your wide receiver's coach, those guys love Texas guys. And I think this is one of those things where don't be surprised if they start to make a push for Rayola just because of the Texas factor. Because, you know, if you see a kid playing against high-level competition and throwing the ball really well in Texas, you're going to have to take a shot at it. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, and plus there's, of course, that looming – reclassification potential issue with uh, Jaden Davis, maybe ending up back in the 23 class at some point. Jaden's also, I mean, he, he's got a lot of things he's considering there in North Carolina. The competition he plays against is not great. And he, he is actively like desiring a chance to play against better competition uh, and to, to keep sharpening his skills. So uh, I don't know. I mean, if you look at Ryan Montgomery, and we talked about him already this week, the 2025 quarterback, maybe the best 2025 quarterback in Ohio, probably the best 25 quarterback in Ohio uh, as a true freshman starting at Finley. Uh, that's Luke Montgomery's brother for those people out there, the uninitiated. Uh, and Notre Dame offered him last week. Michigan's already offered. Tennessee's already offered. Uh, Georgia Tech's already offered. Georgia's making a big push. All these schools are also the same schools trying to sway Luke Montgomery away from Ohio State. And it's not a knock on, on Ryan, but he's still at least a year away from an Ohio State offer. And I, I hope that he and his family understand that the Buckeyes are in a position where they have to be patient. These other schools aren't. 
Yeah, I mean, I talked to them a couple of weeks ago and I think the Montgomery family is pretty, uh, they know and respect that Ohio State doesn't offer in-state quarterbacks that early. So I don't think they're expecting an offer to come around the corner anytime in the very near future. And it's not, I don't think that Ohio State has to offer Ryan to get Luke. So that's where my stance is on it. Yeah, I agree. Hi, I will make it three agreements on this show. So Spencer, so if, if you love Jaden Davis so much, is he your most important visitor for the weekend? Absolutely not. All of those in-state guys are far too important for this particular game. He's been here enough where he knows his standing in the Ohio State class. He knows where, you know, where he falls in the pecking order. I don't think, actually, if I had to, to list them, I would say he's one of the, you know, this is not a knock on him at all. I just told you what I think of him. But this might be a hot take. I think he's one of the least important visitors because it's just another visit for him. It's another, it's a chance to see a, a night game atmosphere. But at the same time, you know, it's not as important to make an impression on him because he already knows where he stands. And so if you can, you know, talk to Troy Bowles and Jaden Osbury and Richard Young and Justice Haynes and these de defensive linemen in 22 and make them, you know, make it known, hey, we're trying to prepare for a game, yet we're still taking a little bit of time to say hey to you on the sideline or, you know, make sure that you know that you're that you're welcomed here. Those guys are far more important. I think Jaden Davis is very clear, and Ohio State's made it very clear what they think of him. And so if you had to give me a list of, you know, the most important, I would say he's near the bottom just because he already understands where he's at. I think that that is a hot take, but I think I did, I think I agree. Uh, I think it's actually interesting because Jaden Davis may be the one showing Adrian Prose and uh, Dylan Rayola around. I mean, he, he might be their tour guide. You don't know. Uh, Zach, let's dive into our, our list of most importance. Okay. Let's do it. What do you say? Uh, I, before no. we, before we three Kings of Orient are giving our predictions or our, our, um, you know, uh, hot list, Andrew uh, has said that his is Zion branch, Ernest Green and Hero Canoe. That's that's who he says his three are. Um, so let's let's do ours. Uh, Spencer, why don't you just start since you already just told Jaden Davis to not come? I did, okay. <laughs> this is going to be a thing now, I guess. Okay, my number one most important visitor is going to be Carnell Tate because I think he's going to make a decision soon, very soon. I mean, isn't it known he's going to make a decision pretty soon? He was supposed to make a decision on October 8th and then pushed it back and then said maybe next spring. But it seems like, and I think Zach was just going to say that he seems like a kid that could pull the trigger at any time. Yeah. And, you know, the Notre Dame visits were important. I think Ohio State, you know, it's one of those things where Notre Dame levels it out and then Ohio State can elevate itself. I think this is this is the nail in the coffin if, if everything goes well. So I, I'll go with Cardinal Tate. Then second, I'll go with uh, Xavier Wampa. I think he's the he's a Minka Fitzpatrick type player I think he's he's a can't miss safety that that Ohio State absolutely needs uh in its defense at some point and then I'll go off the radar because I know everything that you guys are going to say uh you know the 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 headliners are the headliners I'm going to go with Jimmy Rolder I think the linebackers could use another guy in this class and I think uh you know to get a guy go from under the radar to now four star prospect going to be maybe a top 100 by the time this class is over if you can get a third guy like that you know, the linebacker room is talented right now, but if you can restock it with three top 100 guys and one five-star, I think your defense can be set for a long time because we already know what the defensive line is going to do. It's going to continue to restock itself. If Al Washington can pull off Jimmy Rolder and get three guys from the top 100 in that class, I think it elevates the potential of the Ohio State defense and it takes it to a championship level moving forward. I like it. Bold. Zach, who's your three? Do we want to have some fun and we, have to, we all have to say someone different? 
Sure, why not? Like 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 elimination. Yeah, exactly. Like an eliminator pool. Um, what? So Andrew said Ernest Green, Carson Hensman, Zion Branch. No, he said Ernest Green, Zion Branch, and Hero Canoe. Okay, and then Spencer said Carnell Tate. Who? Carnell Tate. He's coming back uh, uh, supposedly on November twentieth, and with receiver. I think when we did the list, it was sort of a Carnell Tate was a little more toward the bottom. So I don't think he would have been on my my three most important total, but um, for, I, I can't believe no one set Caden Curry yet. So I'm going to take him off the board. I knew Berm would have gone right there. Berm's top three would have been Caden Curry, Caden Curry, Caden Curry. That's so not I'll true. Go, I'll go Caden Curry, uh, Omari Abor, and, and I feel like all the defensive linemen have to be on, on this list. I'll put those two. Um, and then I'm going to say Richard Young, because I think getting him back on campus for a third time, since the summer that that's huge as they as they make that push and that's how highly I think of Richard Young and how perfectly that running back succession plan lines up with Travion being being in his third year by the time Richard Young would hypothetically come in for his freshman season so those those are three I got okay um I'm gonna be I'm gonna have two lists because it's my show uh the the first list oh it's your show it's not our show uh correct the first list is the real list or the 2022 slash imminent list. And that's Caden Curry, Xavier Wampa, and Zion Branch. Those are the three most important. They have been the most important players Ohio State's been recruiting defensively in this class for more than a year, each of them. That three is never changing. However, uh, Sonny freaking Styles is going to be back at Ohio State on Saturday, and he is absolutely the most important player in the class of 2023 that the Buckeyes are recruiting. He is the most important player in the state of Ohio. He is the most important player for national perception. He is the most important player for the future of the defense. He is the most important player visiting, period. It's the first time you've gone on record saying that Sonny Styles is important. Sonny Styles is the most important player visiting, period, bar none. So let's just make sure we're aware. That's it. Uh, But if I'm forced to pick a more nuanced list. I am going to, uh, uh, I, I like the visit of Marvin Jones Jr. I think it's important for Ohio State to find, to go out and put themselves in a position with a player who is ranked as the number one ranked player in the country. Uh, he is a kid that has NFL potential. Um, so I'm going to put him as number two on my list uh, because of the fact that I think there's this perception around the country and I don't know what has caused it. Like, Iowa and Notre Dame analysts saying, oh, the Buckeyes are out of it for Xavier Wampa. Uh, Georgia people say, oh, the Buckeyes are out of it for Christian Miller, just because, you know, it's like all of a sudden people are forgetting that no one other than Alabama has recruited at this level for longer than Ohio State. So I don't know why this idea is that the Buckeyes all of a sudden can't recruit with the big boys. And it's it sort of feels like people have this perception. And I don't know why. So just to go back out there and kind of give the Marcus Hall to everybody, and say, hey, uh, we can go anywhere in the country and get whoever we want, I think is important. Um, so I'm going to say Marvin Jones Jr. is second. And then I am going to pick for my third and final is Luke Montgomery. Because again, I think in state, in Ohio, the Buckeyes have to make sure that those players, Luke's the number one ranked player in the country on, or in the state on the offensive line. He can play all five positions on the line. He can play defensive line. He is a Pied Piper in the in the class. People love him. Uh, and I think it's very important that Ohio State eliminate any of the doubt that the Montgomery family may have about how high 
the Buckeyes prioritize Luke or what they, you know, how they view him because, um, you know, there is a perception inside of the state that if Ohio State offers you, you're supposed to go there. And that can't be complacent on Ohio State's part. They can't be complacent about it. They got to go out there and really prove it. Um, so to me, two of those three guys visiting from the state of Ohio uh, and Sonny and Luke, and then uh, I'm going to add Marvin Jones Jr. just because of that big national uh, poll. But the obvious I, answer, Kid and Curry, Xavier Wampazine Branch, and then Sonny Styles over everything. Yes. Can I finish out the show? We only have four I'd love minutes, you to. So, I'd love you uh, to. I, I just wanted to make a little point, and I'm glad that you guys had me on at this exact moment, even though you know I'm not really welcome here anymore. Uh, well, not with that attitude. Out of our club. So anyways, I think this is almost a, you know, Ryan Day had almost a watershed moment after the Oregon game where he had to really, you know, figure out what the issues were and make sure that he was, you know, on the right track as a head coach in year three. Year one, when they had these visits, it was still Urban Meyer's Ohio State, whether you want to say that or not. Everybody still knew Ohio State as Urban Meyer's Ohio State. Last year, there weren't allowed to be visits. For game day visits, Urban Meyer was a closer. And as the recruiting cycles wore on, Urban Meyer was the ultimate closer. I think this is a this weekend begins a two-month watershed moment for Ryan Day, where it is no longer Urban Meyer's Ohio State. It is no longer, you know, anything to do with that era of Ohio State. This is Ryan Day's Ohio State. And I think this, these next couple months, and I think it all starts Saturday and into Sunday with these official visitors. If, if you are going to be the closer that Urban Meyer was on the recruiting trail and be able to dominate and, and really, sorry, kick ass the way Urban Meyer did on the recruiting trail, the next two months are going to be crucial because that first year you still knew Ohio State as with Urban Meyer. The second year you weren't allowed to have visits. And so I think this year, is going to be huge for Ryan Day to prove to everyone. I'm not questioning whether he can do it, but to prove to everyone, you know, I'm just as good, if not better of a closer than the guy before me was. And that's a scary thing to think about for other teams around the country. But I think if there's one guy that can do it, it's going to be Ryan Day. So I, I think this, this weekend kicks off what could be a very important stretch in the tenure of Ryan Day at Ohio State. Yeah, not just wrapping up the class of 2022 either, but we're kickstarting the class of 2023 with Ty Lockwood in town, it's an opportunity for Ty to get his group together. Uh, and I think that this is the type of visit. It reminds me uh, of some of the old games back in 2013, 2014, um, 2012, when you had Darren Lee and the Bosa's and all these guys together for a visit, uh, Joey and Zeke and all these guys on the sideline. Th these are the moments that these kids build something important. And that's why it's so valuable for Ohio State to get these kids back on campus. Um, not just the class of 2022s they're trying to wrap up, but to really, as I said, jumpstart the 23 class. And who knows, maybe you find yourself a 2024 quarterback in the near future. Anything's possible in a world where you believe. And speaking of quarterbacks, just to uh, put uh, end of the show here, Devin Brown, uh, notable non-visitor. I think there was some talk that he might. Uh, it sounds like he could, he's going to get on campus at some point. That, that's the plan anyway to come down for an official visit, maybe sometime after the season's over. But I think he would be probably on all of our lists of at least top five most important visitors if he was coming this weekend. But yeah, the yeah, exactly. The Buckeyes are, are still on the prowl for that 2022 quarterback. And all of the talk about what's happening in Happy Valley only makes it easier for them to be patient and wait it out to be, see what happens with Drew Aller. If maybe you get lucky and something kooky happens in uh, at Penn State. So. That's where we'll wrap it up. That's Zach Carpenter and Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Byers Auto. 
please head over to lettermanrow.com for all of your Ohio State needs and subscribe uh, to be a part of the On3 Network for $10 for the first year. Join us in our Letterman Lounge and talk about this stuff and more. Thanks for watching. See ya.